This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, you're coming again. Help us to welcome you into our hearts. Help us to really welcome you into our hearts. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. On December 26, 1956, a man named Ted was in his bathroom looking in the mirror, getting ready for the day. And as he was standing there in front of the mirror, he began to reflect on the past Christmas season. And in his reflection, he he thought to himself, you know, Christmas has become too commercialized, too busy, too hectic, too noisy. And as he was making those reflections, he again looked into the mirror and he said the reflection that came back to him was the countenance of a Grinch. So Ted decided that he would write about Christmas to try to discover the things he had lost. You and I know Ted better as Dr. Seuss. Today, as we're continuing our series, Christmas at the Movie, where we're looking at some of our favorite movies under the lens of the greatest story ever told of God taking on human flesh, coming into our world to be our Savior and the Savior of the world. Today, the movie that we're going to look at is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And the question we want to be able to answer at the end is, what is the cure for the Grinch in us? So as we go to that, the story, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, in the original version, we're not told why the Grinch hated Christmas. He just hated it. In the Jim Carrey version of the movie, the the movie begins and the Grinch is eight years old. He's in the classroom. It's near Christmas time. The the teacher tells all the students, be sure to bring a special gift tomorrow for someone special uh, so that we can celebrate Christmas. The Grinch knows right away that he's going to bring a gift for Martha May because he loves her. And, And one of his classmates tells him, Grinch, you don't stand a chance with her. You're eight years old and you already have a beard. So Grinch goes home that day after school and that night he works on a a special gift for Martha May. And as he's working on that gift, he thinks to himself, maybe I should shave, right? And so this eight-year-old Grinch decides to shave himself, his beard, and he, he ends up nicking up his entire face. tried to hide it the the next day in school, but finally could hide it for only so long. And and there are all the nicks on his face and everything. And everybody in the classroom, except Martha May, everybody in the classroom, even the teacher, laughed at the Grinch. He was so hurt. He was so crushed. He was so upset. He, he tore the, the room apart. You know, he grabbed up the Christmas tree and everything, and he announced that he hated Christmas. 
And from that time on, he not only hated Christmas, but he wanted to ruin it for everyone else. So go back to the original version, the narrator says, the Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. It could be perhaps that his shoes were too tight. The most likely reason of all, that his heart was two sizes too small. Did you know that there was a real Grinch in history that wanted to really try and do away with Christmas? Here's the true account. It's from a book in the Bible called Matthew. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. King Herod is, is Herod the Great. And during Herod's reign, he, wa he was a master builder. Uh, the things he built were amazing, from monuments to amphitheaters to theaters. Maybe one of the things that he's known for the most is the Herodium. This is this massive building that was on the tallest part out in the Judean desert. And people could literally see it for miles and miles around. It's kind of like when you and I drive into Chicago and we can see the downtown skyline from far away could see the Herodium. Not only did King Herod make that, though, but he also built the temple at Jerusalem. Uh, he was amazing in that regard, but he had a dark side, too. He had a heart that was at least two sizes, too small. He was filled with jealousy and insecurity. In Herod's life as king, he had a, a number of wives, but of course, he had a, a, a special wife, the one that he loved the most. Herod's sister came to him and convinced him that that wife that he loved the most didn't love him the most. And then there, there were the two sons that Herod had with this wife that he loved the most. And Herod was just so sure, there was something there. He's so sure that those two sons wanted to assassinate him so that they could have rule over his kingdom. So you know what Herod did? In jealousy and insecurity, he killed his wife that he loved the most. He killed their two sons. He killed his brother-in-law, his mother-in-law, and his wife's grandfather. And so with, with that as the background and the context with all that jealousy and, and insecurity, when King Herod heard from the Magi that there was a born a, a king of the Jews, well, that is going to be a problem. That's a threat that he's going to have to take care of. The scripture says, Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. 
Herod gave the impression that he had this really big heart that wanted to worship that newborn king. But the truth was he had a really small heart and wanted to kill that newborn king. As we go back to the movie, the Grinch is bent on stealing all the joy from all those who live in Whoville, right? And so one day on Christmas Eve night, going into Christmas Day, the Grinch dresses up as Santa, puts a reindeer antler on his reluctant dog, Max, and they slay down the mountain and ride into Whoville. And he Pretends like he's Santa, right? He goes house by house, going into the chimneys, except he's not bearing gifts. He's taking all the gifts, all of the gifts, all the decorations, all the food, even all the Christmas trees. And when he was at one of the last houses, if not the last house, he's taking up the, that last Christmas tree when he's startled. A little girl named Cindy Lou wakes up in the middle of the night to get something to drink. And she sees who she thinks is Santa because he's kind of behind the tree and says, Santa, why are you taking our tree? And the Grinch comes up with this quick story. Well, there's a bulb that's broken in the back. I'm gonna take it home and I'll bring it right back. And that satisfies Cindy Lou. So we go back into the scriptures. Remember, Herod has had this conversation with the Magi. Go and, and report to me where you found the child, and, and I'll go and worship it too. Uh, but the Magi were warned in a dream not to go back okay, to Herod. And then this is what happened. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious. He gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. See, since Herod had to kill that newborn king, and, and since Herod didn't know exactly where that newborn king was, what, what Herod did was he gave orders to kill all the little boys, two years old and younger, in Bethlehem and its vicinity, because he had to do away with Christmas. So as we go back into the movie, the Grinch is taking Cindy Lou's tree, right, uh, up the, the chimney. And as he's doing so, Cindy Lou calls out, Santa, don't forget about the Grinch. I know he's mean and hairy and smelly, and his hands are cold and clammy, but I think he's kind of sweet. And that love catches the Grinch off guard. That next morning, Christmas morning, as the, the Grinch and his dog Max are up on the mountaintop, he knows that the Who's are going to have a horrible day. 
Because the presence, the decoration, the food, the trees are all gone. And when he looks down on Whoville, not only does he see them gathering at the center square again, but that they're singing, just like always, with glee and joy. And then the Grinch said of Christmas, it came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? And we're told as that came to him that the Grinch's heart grew by three sizes that day. And the celebration of Christmas was even greater than before. Herod wanted to do away with Christmas, but that's not what happened. The scripture says, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod's going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt, I called my son. And Christmas continues to this day. And that brings us to today. Not 2,000 years ago with Herod. It, it brings us to today, not in a, a movie theater, but, but right here, right now. Do you have a Grinch part in your heart? Be honest. We all have a Grinch part in our heart, right? When, when our first parents sinned, they corrupted the whole genealogical line, right? Sinful parents produce sinful children, just like apple trees produce apples, right? And so that's why when we were two years old, and, and those of you who have a, a two-year-old at home right now, you know this is true. That's why when we were two years old, our parents and our loved ones didn't have to teach us to be stingy. We knew how to do that by nature, right? It just came naturally to us. But our parents and our loved ones had to teach us how to share. The prophet Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 17, the heart is deceitful above all things. And, and it's not just about two years old. You know, it's not something that we grow out of as we get older. In fact, the, the mature Christian, the apostle Paul, the guy who, who went on missionary journey after missionary journey over the then known entire world, the author of about half of our New Testament, he said this of himself, for the, I do not do the good I wanna do, but the evil I don't wanna do, 
this I keep on doing. We all have a sinful nature. And so we all have a Grinch heart that comes with us from the start. And just like in the the Jim Carrey version of the movie where the Grinch was hurt by the the little boy who said, you don't stand a chance, and all the classmates that, that laughed at him, so also psychologists tell us today as they study King Herod's life that something had to have happened somewhere along the way. Someone must have said or done something to Herod that made him so full of hatred and jealousy and insecurity. And just like the Grinch and just like Herod, You and I, too, we've been hurt by others and other circumstances, right? So what wounds are you holding on to today? I know some of you are are hurt deeply by these wounds. Somebody said something? To you or about you? Someone called you something? Someone didn't do something to help you? Someone did something to you and they want you to keep it hidden? And maybe you want to keep it hidden too because even though it wasn't your fault, you still feel all this guilt and shame. Maybe it was a friend or a classmate or a parent, someone you trusted, or maybe for some of us, it was someone we didn't even know. We all have a Grinch part in our heart from the wounds that we've received from others. So we got a, a Grinch part by, by nature and a Grinch part by nurture. It's kind of like we're in one of those Jenga games and, and we're nearing the end of the game, right? There are these holes all over the place. We're teetering and tottering and, and maybe we've even fallen. Where do you find yourself today? What sins are you holding on to in the nature Grinch part of your heart? What sins are you clutching on to in the Grinch nurture part of your heart? Have you created a, a, a naughty and nice list? Are you withholding Love from those who are on the naughty list. And here's what I know too. Some, someone here, uh, you've even put yourself on the naughty list. And you're withholding love from yourself. Well, here's, here's the truth. No matter what, no matter what Grinch part you're holding on to, Jesus meets you right where you're at. Because you see, Christmas came. Jesus came 
to heal, to rescue, and to save. And as the Grinch's heart was transformed by the love of, of Cindy Lou and all the who's, just know, just know God's got this great, great, deep love for you because he knows exactly what you need to heal your wounds. It's unconditional love and acceptance. And so God in the person of Jesus comes down, not on a sleigh, not from his isolated mountain, but from the glories of heaven into a little bitty manger. Not to rip off your gifts and joy, but to bring you gifts that last like forgiveness, peace, and joy. So what is the cure for the Grinch in us? Jesus. See, God demonstrates his love to us in this. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Receive into your whole heart the love of God. You see, when our identity is rooted in the love of God, we can expect that our hearts will grow by three sizes or more. A transformed heart is a beautiful thing. And Jesus heals all of our sin wounds, whether by nature or nurture. And with unconditional love, with unconditional love, we have new hope and new life. And so we can go into difficult places with difficult people because we've been in those difficult places and we've been those difficult people. And we can go into those difficult places with difficult people, not with a Grinch heart, but with the new heart in Christ. Because you see, Jesus has come. He's come so that we may have life and have it to the full. You see, the power of God's love is for salvation and for healing. And true enough, we'll only realize those things fully when we get to heaven. But true enough, true enough, you and I, we can have more, more of a full life right now because of Jesus. Because you see, Christmas has come. And Christmas doesn't come from the store. Christmas is about Jesus. And that's a whole lot more. Let's pray. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation 
and fill me with your love to love all the Grinches just like you love them and just like you love us. Pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.